Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's so great to have all of you tuning us in and turning us on. Thank you for doing that on this fabulous, fabulous day. We got a good one for you today. The Premonition Code, the science of pre- pre- the, the science of precognition, how sensing the future can change your life. And by the way, we've got the author joining us here today of this fabulous, fabulous book, The Premonition Code, Teresa Chunk, joining us here today. Benny, Hola today to you. Hey there, Pat. How are you? I'm doing very well. Reeling in a great win this weekend for the Cougs beating Oregon. Uh, wow. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I know. I, I got so much to say in so little time, so you I'm not going to do it. Uh, you got just excited. Got excited about it. Yeah, just a little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm on the East Coast here, uh-huh. so of course everybody was uh, hands down watching mm-hmm. the Dallas Washington game. Oh yeah, big rivalry uh, there too. Yeah, big rivalry and uh, all of the above. But, you know, I mean, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, this is really part of the being out here in the Northeast where, you know, it's not just one court that you're in or the other. You have so many choices here, especially depending upon where you live. The further north you go, it's going to be the Patriots all the way. When you come a little south and you're hitting up the uh, Connecticut, New York area, you got the Jets and you got the Giants. And then if you go just a little bit into Jersey, <laughs> you're going to have to decide how you stand about the Eagles. <laughs> it's got to be tough. Right. Right. Uh, but, you know, part of this is really taking a look at if you only could have known, if you only knew this, if you only knew that. Uh, you know, I love this. You know, what was the first time that I heard the, the term precognition? I mean, really heard it like in a pop culture way. Well, the first time had to be in uh, Tom Cruise's movie, A Minority Report, was really, I think, the first time that we went mainstream with the notion of precognition. But for those of us that have been doing what we've been doing, pretty much for a while we've been pretty familiar with the term but guess what we now have somebody joining us here today as you'll hear that uh looks at this world this idea of precognition and science looks at the conversations debates spirituality and by the way recently debated spirituality and we're going to hear about that with Piers Morgan but is somebody that two of her paranormal titles reached the Sunday Times top 10, an international bestseller. So this is somebody that I was so excited to talk with. And I wonder, I wonder if maybe Tom Cruise pulled a page out of the life and the history of Teresa Trump. Teresa, great to have you. Welcome to the show. What an introduction. I'm 
so happy to be here. I've often listened to your show. I'm, I'm, I'm just thrilled to be here. Thank you. So I kind of had a precognition I'd be on the show one day. <laughs> I'm so glad to have you here. And, you know, for somebody like me, and, you know, I interview a lot of people, the first real mainstream, mainstream view, and and really, I got to say, blockbuster, now we have a new word, precognition. I do have to give credit to Tom Cruise for that and the Minority yeah. Report, right? Well, I'm so glad you mentioned that because actually because I'm doing a, a, book, a book tour now and doing talks. I was at Alexandra Palace in the UK doing a talk, lots of people there. And my first question was, who watched Minority Report? And I was so disappointed. Maybe it's my age or something, but very few people had heard of it. And I was so annoyed. Oh. It was such a seminal movie. And, um, and I, I just couldn't believe they hadn't. So at the beginning of my talk, I had to explain the plot. Now, I'm not going to go to do that for your listeners. Right, right. They will know the plot. So it's such a relief to speak. But this was uh, very much in the gen- for the general public. So it was people who were unfamiliar with it. Um, but, of course, the Tom Cruise movie, it, it kind of inspired a lot of the themes in this book um, that we explore. And um, I hope I get a chance to talk about them all. But I do want to point out that I'm the co-author, and that's a really important thing with this book. Yes. That the co-authorship, because I am not a cognitive neuroscientist who my co-author is. And it's such a shame she couldn't make today. Yes, it is. And uh, doc, that's the, we're talking about Dr. Julia Mossbridge, yeah. really. Yeah, Julie, Dr. Julia, right? Yes, and uh, I hope you get a chance to chat about her and all the amazing things she does. She is the time travel lady. Yeah. Um, and um, so the book is very much a two, two voices working together, and it's created a bit of controversy which I think is always good because it gets people talking because it's the first time this has happened. You've got someone like me who, who, is, who is well known in her field as a paranormal author. I said yep. I've on mainstream. I've even been on Good Morning Britain, you know, having a bit of a conversation or argument yeah. with Morgan, telling him to open his mind because he was saying it was all nonsense. And we've got Dr. Julia Mossbridge, who is published by the American Psychological Association. Oh, yeah. University professor, etc. Anyway, I'm going on a tangent here, so just tell me. Well, let, let's go on the tangent for a, for a little bit, because sometimes when you have a topic like this, and you know this, Teresa, that it does take more than one person to really bring it to the forefront. But I agree with you. I mean, we're talking about, I, I refer to her as Dr. Julia. I've never met her. I wish you will come back with her, and we I will do a threesome. I will tell her that. I will tell her. We would. I, it's very funny when we talk together because we've worked for, for, for about a year together now and sort of know, you know, because she sometimes sighs when I say something and I sometimes look at her and say, I don't understand, you know, when she goes deep in the physics of time travel and all Yes. That. Yes. Uh, <laughs> look, let's talk about this whole thing and we'll, we'll make believe she's joining us on the conversation because, you and know, I think about it. I've read your books. I've read her books. Uh, also, you know, we're looking, I looked at the transcendent mind. Okay. She's the author of transcendent mind, rethinking the science of consciousness. And out of all this work, I started to come forward and Gail, I'm working with Gail. Gail is beating me up. She's like, Pat, you got to write your book. So I created something many years ago because I started this show. Now, maybe you can help me. Maybe you can help. This will be the opening for us to talk about premonition, all right? 
I I dialed the wrong phone number 15 years ago, right? I I I didn't hang up. I I know now today that first of all, I'm from New York. We always hang up on wrong numbers. You got that? Yeah. But I didn't hang up and I pulled out a credit card and I spent close to $12,000. On one hour of airtime on an internet only show. And people have asked me why. Now, there's no logical reason. So I'd like you to help me understand why, based on the book you read, because I really had a sense of what my future was going to be. But I really think that I was being guided by something outside of myself. Maybe my quantum partner that had already lived my life. What do you think of all of that? And let's talk about how you talk about that in the book. <laughs> oh, goodness. What, what you've thrown a lot at me. Yes. I mean, I can talk about it from a spiritual perspective, and I can try to bring, bring in some of the science as well. Yeah. I mean, what's happening is that there is that your future self is your eternal self. If I can try and explain it, the eternal self, of course, is spirit that is ex always is, has existed through every age and stage in your life. Your your spirit is the part of you that sees the bigger picture. Because one thing I know from my research into to spiritual experiences, near-death experiences, that in spirit there is no time, past, present, and future. There's just an eternal now. Everything is colliding. And the only reason on Earth we have linear time, you know, past, present, and future, is to make sense of it. But our eternal spiritual self, which is separate from our bodies, everything is happening at once. It's eternal. And it's such a tough concept to get your head around. But surprisingly, and that's why working with Dr. Julia, is that science helps with all our understanding about quantum physics right now. In that it, quantum scientists don't really understand what time is anymore. Because yeah. experiments are showing how the past can impact the future, how the future can actually cause the past. The idea of a causal loop, where you have something falling and knocking something else, and then that something knocking something else, and it's all in a circle like a loop. When you have that, it's a bit like the chicken and egg. What comes first? And increasingly, we're, we're seeing time like that. That everything is just one eternal now where everything is happening at once. And when you're having a future vision, what you're tapping into really is the eternal, what Julia calls the long body over time, which sees the bigger picture of your life. It's, it's very, very deep and mind-blowing. In fact, when people read the book and when I do talks about it and when we do the experiments on the website, people actually get, their minds feel so sore. <laughs> There's so much to take in, but we're trying to introduce this concept, um, explaining through science, but also bringing in spirituality. Um, and that's all I can say is that uh, you were able to connect with your future self, but your future self is still you. It's your it's, it's you. It's your eternal you that's separate from your body that sees the bigger picture. And then that's the you know because I write about near death experiences. That's the part of us that when we die that goes to another realm and sees all our life in reverse because you know when the classic life review everything's backwards time completely there is no concept of time in spirit that's what i'm trying to say here yeah. and that sometimes through precognitive training 
you can tap into that eternal part of you. And that's what makes it so exciting. And people say, surely we should be focusing on the present right now. And you're telling us all to, to glimpse the future. But what I'm saying is when you actually do some of the exercises in the book and the scientifically controlled exercises, what you are actually doing is really just connecting with your spirit, your etern- the eternity of you. Mm. Knows yeah. everything that's ever happened to you and it is going to happen and has happened. That is all one. And that, that, that eternal part of you can actually warn you in, in real human time when it senses that something you're about to do or it is going to be... No, and it, 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 it's, it's this very strange idea that the future is likely... For example, if I drop a ball, for example, it's very likely it's going to go on the floor. However, if somebody swoops in and catches it... Exactly. It's expected event that comes in. Right. I'm trying to right. use... Me- Another thing that I, I often say is if you throw a stone into a pond, there are all these ripples going forward, sideways and back, and they're all happening at once around that, that eternal present moment. The ripples are past, present, future, all at once. And it's trying to get people to understand that everything in our lives is kind of happening all at once. And it is very possible for the future to cause the past as well. And this is all explained in the Premonition Code. We have a deep physics chapter, chapter two, which is backed up by studies showing how science is actually showing that these deeply spiritual concepts of us being an eternal now Mm-hmm. are starting to be backed up by science. Yeah, yeah. I, I was especially drawn to the conversation in the book, um, a couple of conversations in, in, in the book, because um, there were a number of people mentioned in this one chapter. And by the way, I don't know how you both got so much great informa- information in such a small publication you know, usually publications that come out because, you know, after looking at Transcendent Mind and what was put in there, uh, usually there's pages and pages and pages and it's hard to get to the bottom line. But you both have done a masterfully beautiful job. But I was really I was touched by a couple of things in, in, the, in the chapter that you're referring to, especially after I wrap my mind around ahead of ourselves. But I was really struck. I, I was really touched by a couple of things. I was touched by the reference to Dr. Krippner, number one, and then I was uh, t- touched again uh, by Magli, um, Magliori uh, Aguirre, or I believe that's the pr- the pronunciation. So the references that you're making in the book, and then you're talking about how to pull from the future. I think that's where the captivation is. And if I reference maybe one quote, boy, I'm going to, I got to apologize to Dr. Julia right now if I get this wrong. But I remember one quote from from, uh, one of her writings was something like the idea that consciousness may be fundamental and matter secondary is gaining ground. And that was, who was that, Bernard Heisch? I can't remember. But the point is that this is the sweet spot for success in our lives it's it's the point that if you ask any athlete right all of their preparation everything they do to prepare but that winning shot or that winning throw or that winning hit of course it takes their preparation but 99.9 percent of the time they will refer to this inner knowing 
Isn't that what we're talking about here too? Oh, absolutely. You are so wise. Absolutely. And for me, as a paranormal writer who's been writing about it for years, what has the revelation been to me is that science is actually starting to come around to that idea as well. With scientists like Dr. Julia Mossbridge, who are studying that inner knowing, that invisible part of us that knows what is right for us. I mean, this wouldn't have happened 10, 15 years ago. It's unheard of. I mean, the science community, all about what's external, what can be seen, what can be touched. And now there's a whole group of leading scientists who are actually studying the inner world of feelings and the invisible mm-hmm. and the external. And for me, that is beyond exciting. Um, it's been a revelation because I was just resigned being a paranormal writer that all my books were going to be a matter of belief and saying to people, well, here, here, here's my belief, here's some age-old wisdom, and here's some stories of people who write to me who've had these experiences. That's how I've been writing my books. And a lot yeah. of people are very comforting. We come from belief. But the reason I decided to seek out and put my head on the block, as it were, it was quite daunting was because when I went on social media a few years ago of course I got a lot of people who loved what I was doing but they were the converted I got the skeptics oh yeah and the, and the abuse and yeah one of the, uh, two big things came up where's the science have they done the James Randi challenge and mm. I got so tired of it that this book in a way is my answer because I thought I, I the spiritual thing of course to do is I always send them love and say you're entitled to your opinion I don't know the answers nobody knows the answers but here's where I'm at that's how I always used to do it um, yeah I thought I want I want to do something more now I want to try and push this forward so I went on a search and my search led me to the Institute of Noetic Sciences with Dr. Dean Radin Dr. Arnold Delorme Lauren Carpner Dr. Gareth Yont Dr. Helena Warme and I could not believe that there was this team of seven or eight scientists there one of whom, Lauren Carpenter, is the co-founder of Pixar Studios, would you believe, who are studying this, what I write my books about. They are studying dreams. They are studying yeah. pre- They are studying afterlife communication. They are studying mediumship. They are studying energy healing. And when I looked at all their research, they were saying, we don't know the answers. We can't say 100% certain because we're scientists. We're not here to prove the reality of psychic phenomena. That's not our role. As scientists, we don't have, our individual beliefs are immaterial. All we do is present the data from our experiments. And we can say, at the moment, the data is so promising to show that there is something there. What's happening is way beyond chance. And that's that's what the Institute of Noetic Science is doing. It's doing all this. It's testing properly. And that's my, if people know about the James Randi challenge, wonderful, intelligent guy, but he was a magician. He famously offered a million dollars for people who could prove their psychic abilities to him. But he was a magician. The people who should be testing psychic abilities, supernormal potential of the mind, are scientists who can study brain waves, who can do completely fraud-proof experiments where there's no possibility of fraud um, there and, and can retest and retest. And that's what I think is the future of this, to see if we can actually maybe prove something's there and now when people come to me with that call of where is the science i'm saying well here we're trying to encapsulate it in a book every point we make is backed up with a 
scientific study that has been published in a proper, you know, not an alternative, but a, a proper medical or scientific or academic journal. And my co-author, her book, Transcendent Mind, is published by the American Psychological Society. Yes. Yeah. And it caught stir in 2016 because it was the first book of its kind to acknowledge the reality, yes, reality of transcendent states, i.e. that consciousness can exist separate from the body in out-of-body experiences, in near-death experiences, in dreams that come true. And she's very, very brave to have done that. And all, hats, all credit to the American Psychological Association for publishing it, really. Yeah. I mean, it moved things forward. I think yeah. she is living up to her. Well, you're her. right. Yeah. I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, that's why I love that you both got together on this book. I mean, you know, she cuts to the chase as well as you both do in, in, in the book. And for those of you just tuning in, the book I'm referring to is The Premonition Code, The Science of Precognition, How Sensing the Future Can Change Your Life. Um, and, you know, the idea to cut to the chase and say neuroscientism to the rescue is already coming out of the box when you're talking about consciousness. But in yes. this particular book uh, that you both put put out here, you know, the question really is, let's clear up the confusion of what we mean by precognition. Because if you didn't see the minority report, then yes. you're probably thinking precognition and intuition may be the same. But I think you all have a different uh, yes. explanation. I'd love to hear that. Well, intuition tends to. I mean, it is, these terms are all interchangeable. Yeah. Um, cognition is the term scientists tend to use now as an umbrella term for almost all psychic ability. If you, if you type it in, into Google, it can't, precognition is yeah. the term most scientific studies use. However, there is a subtle difference. Intuition tends to be what you're sensing that is you're sensing something unseen but it's happening right now for example you walk into a room and you sense that there's been an argument or something very current precognition is something that has not yet happened it is in the future yeah typically it tends to be something very very unpredictable can i give a story a very famous example? yes please well let's go back to 1954 when sir alec guinness the famous um, English actor, he arrived for the first time in Hollywood and he was starving hungry because flights were uh, very long in those days. And he kept trying to go to restaurant to restaurant, but they kept turning him away because his companion at the time was a lady who was wearing trousers and in the 50s you could only get into posh restaurants with skirts. And he was yeah. just And he, he went to, finally found a restaurant. We thought, oh, they've got to let me in here. But of course it was full as well. And he turned away and he heard someone calling behind him. And he turned around and he met for the first time, the person calling him was James Dean. And he called him and said, come and sit, I've got a spare table, uh, seat at my table. I know who you are, come and sit with me. They'd never met before. So he was delighted, he said, so he went into the restaurant with him. But then James Dean turned to him and said, I want to show you something, I want to show you something. He was like a, a kid, James Dean. And he took him out to the back and he showed him, wrapped in cellophane with roses on the bonnet, a car. And um, so Alec Guinness, describes and this is on youtube a part um an interview with michael parkinson um it's a very famous youtube clip and james and sir alec guinness says a feeling of dread came over me and a voice spoke through me that i didn't recognize as my own 
This has never happened to me before or since. I can't explain it. I turned to James Dean and I said, do not get in that car. Mm. If you do, you will be dead within a week. And then he asked James Dean what time it was, and it was 10 o'clock on a Thursday night. And then, mm. then the moment went, and they laughed wow. at him. And he had a lovely evening with James Dean, said he was an engaging guy, never met him again. The following Thursday afternoon, of course, James Dean was famously killed in that car. So yeah. had it never happened before or since. And it, the way he, descri he describes a precognition, it just came over him, totally unexpected and a voice speaking through him that wasn't his own. And I have had, I'm using a famous example because it tends to appeal, it, it, it wakes up, it, it, it draws people in more. But I have so many examples of people who have written to me with similar kind of stories, ordinary people from all walks of life. Over the years, I would say hundreds, thousands of people have written to me saying they've had this sudden awareness that something is going to happen that there's no way they could possibly predict it. Because if, you, if you, you're saying, for example, if you look at the sky and it's got grey clouds, you're going to say it's going to rain. That's not precognition if it rains. It's, it's using logic because this is likely to happen. Right. Precognition, uh, um, precognition which tends to happen in dreams, actually, dreams that predict the future. Premonition tends to be waking. So what um, Sir Alec Guinness had was a premonition because it was waking. That's much rarer than the the um, visions of the future you see in dreams, which is precognition, um, when they happen, they have such a realistic feel to them. Um, and um, they are totally unpredictable. There's nothing that you that, that um, could predict that somebody's going to say this. For example, somebody has an irrational desire, as I did, to take a different turning. And I did that, and it, I believe it saved my life. I talk about this yeah. in the book. Yeah. Or have an irrational coming out of nowhere i've got to do this or i've got to call that person exactly that is what it's not something that is statistically likely for example you know you know somebody's very unwell so you feel you've got to contact them that's different from somebody who's perfectly healthy but you suddenly get this feeling of dread about them and you warn that's them right. about, that that's what i mean that's what we're trying to clear up here it's not good guesswork it's not cold reading it's not that, that's what people tend to think, oh, well, you know, the, the likelihood, you know, you thought it was likely it's going to happen. It's typically something totally out of the blue. Yeah. Um, I mean, we hear these stories a lot. I mean, certainly let's thank our pop culture for really bringing things to light. And I think you mentioned DreamWorks. Well, of course, that would make sense for Spielberg and company yeah. to be looking and studying this. Because I think, well, I think Spielberg actually uh, uh, produced or directed Minority Report. I, I'm, I'm, I hope I'm not misquoting. But I think what, right, yes, yeah, yeah. I, a lot of these these big directors are, are deep into this, and the fact that uh, the co-founder of Pixar Studios is, is yes. gone due to no yeah. ethics says everything. Um, I mean, that actually was founded in the 70s, I think, the Institute of Noetic Sciences by a, an astronaut. I forget his name, it's terrible, but he was very well known and he mm -hmm. had a trans experience in space. He was in space and he went out of body and he came back to Earth and he wanted to understand. He, he, that kind of proved to him that consciousness could exist separate from the body and he founded it, the Institute of Noetic Sciences, and it's been mm -hmm. there and it's growing and growing. 
Um, and But there are other scientists around the world, other organizations as well, that are now starting to look into this. And um, the trouble is people aren't hearing about it. We're also in our old-fashioned views about what science is. And people don't understand that within the world of science, I don't know, Dr. Pat, if this is because more women scientists are involved now and women, you know, maybe more in touch with their inner world or the the unseen, that that's maybe why we're consciousness research is becoming more yeah i I think it's twofold i think it is like that but perhaps for a different reason let's take a short break and we'll talk about that what you have now is women enter more places that were predominantly held by men politics we're seeing it in the election here when they enter a field they don't have the predetermined blueprint for what you're supposed to know, what you're supposed to do, and how you're supposed to do it. Generally speaking, what we're seeing now, we're seeing it, we saw it in law with Ruth Bader Ginsburg. We see it in our sciences now, our doctors, especially in naturopathic doctors. When you look, at least where I live, the naturopathic doctors that are, that Dr. Nushi, women, because what they're saying is we don't have a rigid something or other. We get to really look at and explore the world of possibilities. So see, when we come back, I want to talk about the relationship of precognition and possibilities and what your book talks about in laying out the game plan for us to create our own and I'm going to say it, everybody, if you haven't watched it on Netflix since 8. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. Join Jennifer Noel Taylor on the hit show Quantum Touch Radio, supercharging your life on TransformationTalkRadio.com. You'll take a quantum journey as we reveal powerful yet simple steps to create more abundance, better health, emotional and mental vibrancy, and happier relationships using universal quantum touch principles. For more information, visit JenniferNoelTaylor.com. Demystifying the journey on From Here to There Radio with your host, Diane Garris. Tune in every third Wednesday, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on TransformationTalkRadio.com as Diane helps you get from where you are now to the life you envision. Get ready to get unstuck and move forward. Every show features a new special segment, New Age Notes, demystifying hot metaphysical topics of the day. For more information or to work with Diane, visit DianeGarris.com. Ignite your inner magic on Grow Your Soul Radio with Jane Matanga. Tune in each month on Transformation Talk Radio as host Jane Matanga explores how to overcome your fears to help you gain the inspiration you need to awaken your path to joy. Learn the way to life mastery and the enlightened path with Grow Your Soul Radio. For more information on Jane Matanga and her work, visit enlightened-path.com. 
Tune in to The Jen Royster Show, intuitive guidance to inspire your life, each Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific and 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This amazing show is an inspirational hour that will take you on an epic metaphysical journey to discover the spiritual approach to life's greatest challenges. Dr. Jen is an internationally known intuitive counselor, spiritual teacher, and energy healer. Call in for intuitive readings and visit jenroyster.com for more information. Would you like your next chapter to be free from fear and angst? Tune in to Your Next Chapter Radio, navigating through life's transitions with Shelly Ryan the fourth Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Shelly's contagious enthusiasm guides you through life's transitions deliberately, mindfully, and funnily. For Your Next Chapter Coaching or to listen, visit YourNextChapterCoaching.com or call 602-617-8351. Next! High-frequency healing for an amazing life with Source Light Radio. Join host Laura Barton each month on Transformation Talk Radio as she explores Source Light Integration, a unique spectrum of energy, light, and frequency. Experience instantaneous healing and amazing shifts in consciousness with Source Light Integrations Radio. For more information on Laura and her work, visit SourceLightIntegrations.com. Hey, everybody, welcome back. You know what? If you've got questions for Teresa, please give us a call, 1-800-930-2819. I also want to give a copy of the book away, Benny. First caller, 1-800-930-2819. Teresa, I know Dr. Julia is not with us here today, but I really would appreciate you letting us know how folks can get a copy of this book and also how we can find out more about you, but also how we can find out more uh, uh, about Dr. Julia and uh, you know you also have opened up the door for people to write to you so please yes. any and all information oh well the best place is to go to www.thepremonitioncode.com because you'll have information about how to um, about both myself and my co-author Dr. Julia Mossbridge there you'll also have a page which talks about the vision of the book uh, a page on the website about the book but most importantly, and this is the best thing actually about this book, you will also have the training portal. And I want to stress now that the training portal is completely free because one of the reasons we wanted to do this book was to set up this training portal and everyone who does the precognitive training, scientifically controlled, I must stress, that the precognitive tests there are scientifically controlled and validated. That's how it's been designed. The coding for this website has been incredible. It's all free. Well, actually, all the results will will become part of a global scientific experiment experiment into the reality of precognition. And we are encouraging people to do these controlled testing on a daily basis, to listen to all... There's lots of lectures on there about the science of time travel, the possibility of seeing the future. Every, it, it's, it's really tough going when you go in there. It's a bit like going back to university, actually, especially if you are not got a scientific you know, mind like I haven't. It's tough. You, know, you might have to listen to it a few times, but it's a fabulous resource. But you can, do, you, can join, then you can join a community of people who we call positive precogs in training. The aim of this experiment, and we've got people already on there having a go at it, 
and I'll explain to you what the experiment is that you can do on a daily basis if you want, because that's what Dr. Julia Mossbridge does. She does her precognitive training every day, and because she uses that in her in her work. Again, another thing I can say is the aim of the experiment is that we're hoping in time that we will identify people who are scoring above chance and they then will be awarded a place in our Hall of Fame. They will be getting a certificate, a frame certificate, and also, and, and Dr. Julie Mossbridge would then like to work with them almost in the minority report way. This mm-hmm. is what we're envisaging. It's, it's brilliant. But also what I want to say is right now, as it's just launched, once you um, go into the website, you can join our Facebook page where you can ask questions. But even better, we have a private group on Telegram, the app Telegram, which you can just join free of charge. And Dr. Julia Mossbridge goes in daily and answers any questions there. And there's also helpers. We had this the other night. Somebody had a premonition or a precognitive dream and everybody was like offering advice. It's a fabulous way actually to ask questions now. And it's all totally free. This is not done for any monetary reasons. It is mm. done in, in the true spirit of science. It is a vocation for Dr. Julia Mossbridge, this, and myself in many ways. We did not write this book or do this experiment for any other reason than to push the paranormal forward a bit and to attempt, attempt to have a really credible scientific experiment that can potentially prove precognition is real because the six step training that you go through there's six steps each one is explained as you go along you will be encouraged through those six steps to to see in your mind's eye a randomly generated picture that the computer is going to show up in the future so there's no way of you knowing or us knowing what that picture will be because it's it's done by a random number generator Mm. and Dr. Julia actually if you go on our Facebook page has been doing some live demonstrations of it and it's incredible she's actually getting hits because she is very precognitive but she's been training for a long long time oh I'm going to be all over this I mean actually that's what I was interested in in finding out how to participate and you all have so much out there I think you're calling it the applied precognition project am I in the right place that's somebody called Marty Rosenblatt, who is also taking part in the... Okay. the, the I mean, there are all sorts of futurists on there. You exactly. See, was very much in getting the book started, because as I said, I'm in the blessed position to be able to write... I've written so many books about the paranormal. Yeah. Because it's quite hard for Dr. Mossbridge to approach a publisher, not having a literary agent as I That's have, right. background in publishing. They they would probably think, oh, this is too academic and too rarefied. I agree. I'm running into the same thing, and thank goodness yeah. for Gail, because my platform that I've held on to, because I kind of was hiding out about it, was is called, my version of talking about this is, remember I'm from New York, so I apologize, <laughs> I don't want to insult you guys, Street Smart Spirituality, I that's the way I want to talk about it, um, but you and she are brilliant. And I want to tell the book is gone already. I want to take this, this the remaining 20 minutes we have left to go through some of this. And again, what is the website for people to participate, if you don't mind? www.thepremonitioncode.com. 
And as I said, everything's free. All you need to do is give your email and then you will get a login. You just log in and you enter the future. You will go into lectures by futurists, etc., quizzes. There are three quizzes in the book because the whole point of the book was to give you the history of precognition, as, as it were, and where we are now with the science. So it's, if you read the book, you will know more about precognition than anyone currently on the planet because everything's there. Yeah. There are extensive footnotes because, as I said, Dr. Mossbridge, being a cognitive neuroscience pub scientist published in scientific journals, that's how she operates, right? If I wrote a book, I wouldn't have footnotes like that. <laughs> but at this point, you know, we back up. You know, and, and my role in the book was to try and make it understandable, to bring in my reader stories because, as I said, I have a massive database. I'm in the blessed position that people write to me. You're amazing. To make it come alive but then we go into the hardcore science and the part two of the book is where accompanies the website and we do encourage people if they're not going to visit the website don't bother about part two of the book because it won't kind of make sense you have to do it in tandem with the website because you go into the training portal and, and go through this six-step controlled precognition where you do all sorts of things like reverse the polarity you it, it, it's all explained along the way yeah um, it's and beautiful. And you know what I love about this is that what you take us through in both with the book, if I might say, and then with the part, uh, let me just call it engagement, if you don't mind. Engagement is you help us, especially many people listening to this show, that have felt like they're different, that they're less than that they've been told that what they're seeing is not normal, what they're feeling or what they're sensing. And, you know, I, I made a reference to, you could tell, I, I believe it or not, I'm more pop culture than the way people think. But you notice the things that I know in the pop culture are things that are pretty much paranormal, extrasensory, or you just call it plain odd. Um, but there is a, a very, very popular series that I think was on Netflix and it was called Sense8. It was about these eight people connected telekinetically, telepathically, that their essence of time was so translucent that they could be place to place with each other. And so that, that was a very short-lived series that was so popular, right? It was one season or two seasons, but the notion of it people just absolutely adored yes. it's so relevant are we coming into an age now where and by the way you made this book very readable you, know, you, so hard. Oh, you did with scientists so to do that and and you know oh. we, you know that's why we encourage if there's anything people don't understand you know, some of my readers who are used to my books being more of a comfort read, they have struggled with this. They're saying, Teresa, this isn't, this is tough. And I said, I know, but I could keep writing the same book over and over again. Mm. I'm things forward. And the same with Julia, Julia's science friend, you know, holding their hands off in horror. What's going on here? And she's saying, yes, but there's no point. All my research is hidden. All the research of us scientists doing this about the possibility of seeing the future. Nobody knows about it. Mm. We've tried to take it out of hidden academic and scientific journals and make it accessible. Um, that was the whole point of it. Sorry, I've gone on a tangent again as I do. No, but, uh, but uh, what I want to say is I, I would like you in the, in the 10 minutes or so we have left 
I'd like you to share some of the stories in here, especially the stories that take people on the journey to the world of possibility. Because, you know, clearly Dr. Mossbridge is, is throughout here, as you mentioned. Um, but then you get things that where people are quoting. I remember one thing about a story with, I think, a Kathy, where the dream prepared this person to handle an immediate situation a little bit better. And so those are the kinds of stories we don't talk about that often because we have the extreme that's in our pop culture. Let's talk about everyday use of precognition, if you would. Okay. Yeah, well, in the book, we wanted to go for the everyday because we had the option. We could do the famous stories, as I said, the James Dean one, which isn't in the book, or the Titanic or people who foresaw 9-11, all things, Lady Diana for seeing her own car crash, all that kind of we decided we were not going to do these famous examples because they're great for talks and for interviews because they grab attention. But if you're in a book, they're just so far removed. We went for everyday life. So the stories in there are from people who how premonitions or precognition have changed their lives or opened up a world of possibilities to them that they didn't know before. Um, I mean, like we start with a powerful story of a guy who was a traveling salesman and he had a dream that he was going down a road. It's a friend of mine, actually, Gary. He was going down a road, and he saw a church, a very distinctive church. And then in the dream, a car came around the corner, and then he woke up before impact. Forgot all about it. A few days later, he's in a new area for his job as a traveling salesman. He suddenly gets that deja vu, and he sees the church that he never has seen before in waking life, but has seen in a dream. That feeling of recognition made him slow down because of the shock of seeing it. As he did, a car came round the corner, and and the, the only thing that wasn't in his dream was there was a police car pursuing that car. But if he had been going the speed he had done without that feeling of deja vu for seeing the church, he would almost certainly have collided with that car because he was driving at a slow enough speed to avert disaster. What is uh-huh. going on there? How did he see that church in his dream before it happened? And this is somebody, and many people who write to me, they say that I don't actually believe in all this. I'm a very practical person. You know, I, I this has not happened before, but I had this dream, and I'm telling you this is what happened. I, I And then there are people who actually use their precognitive or premonition ability in their careers. I have a, a lady called, called Anne who is a careers advisor and she can see the future of the people that come to her for careers advice. She doesn't share that. She doesn't tell them she's psychic or has this ability. But eight times out of 10, because she keeps track of these people 10, 15 years, she's been right that what she visualized and saw them doing in the future, they've, they've become. Things like that are brilliant and then of course you've got people who work for law enforcement we don't realize that the fbi and 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 people they actually use precognitives they do (laughs) that's it that's that to me that was a revelation it's happening we don't hear about it there's um a guy called marty who actually is working on 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 the premonition code with dr mossbridge his job is to predict the stock market but not by using logic and who's doing well or researching companies using premonition precognition premonition and he has a 75 percent success rate in what he's doing oh my goodness that is 
And as I say, Dr. Julia Mossbridge foresees a future where these powers of precognition, she's, it's almost like a sci-fi novel, you know, we can start using them more and more to create a better future for ourselves. Yeah. I, I just think that, because she, she has this idea of a Google map of the future where we can... Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that what we're talking about, though, is the recognition of what's being asked to come forward. What's being asked to come forward. And, you, you know, part of this is the rise in spiritual awareness. Oh, yes. Um, yes. And, Just yeah, and, right, right, don't you think? Yes. Yeah. It taps right into that infinite, that sense of infinite possibility. Because people are always scared and say, I don't want to see the future. It's like the future's fixed. As I said, the future is very likely if you continue heading along the path that you are now, but there is always free will. You can't, if you, the future that you see is one of dread and one that you don't like. You have the potential in the present to avert that and create, um, we have the many futures idea as well. Um, and, and this is tapping into the many, many infinite possibilities of our lives. It actually doesn't fix you because people think, oh, if I get so good at premonition, I'm going to just know what's happening, and that limits me. Not at all. It gives you incredible opportunity. If you don't like what you see, now you can avert it. Now you can change it and, and create a better and more positive future for yourself, others, and the planet. It, well, it, I, I think that, you know, it's very clear in the book that you're really talking about choice for people. Yeah. And for those of you, again, just tuning in, the book we're talking about here is the premonition code, the science of precognition, how sensing the future can change your life. Um, what we are talking about is uh, what what these, let's just call them, let, what these gifts are, what the talents are that each of us has. And each of us has them. I mean, you know, it's no mistake that when you think about the science of the brain, and you realize that such a small percentage of the brain's capacity is being used, it makes you wonder what the untapped, what the untapped capacity might be about. Oh, yes, infinite possibilities within our mind, but it's fear that locks it down. As I said, we are so yeah. frightened almost of our own magnificence. We limit ourselves for whatever reason. I don't know all the answers, but we do. And when you do have an experience like that, which I've had a few times in my life, you suddenly feel, oh my, you feel your own amazingness, if you understand. You feel like you're shining bright. I mean, if I've had a precognition in a dream and it happens, the high that you get, and that's what we say um, to people, why do this every day? Because even if you get it wrong, because every time you do a, a controlled precognition as we advise, you are training a muscle that needs to be woken up. And even getting it wrong is good because getting it wrong means that you're still trying to work it. It's like if you're a musician and you keep playing a piece and you play bum notes until you get it right. Keep trying. There's nothing wrong within in the exercises in the website. You will probably get a lot wrong. It takes time and practice and every time you do it you're waking your mind up you're waking up those precognitive abilities which we all have 
And the more you do it, the better you will get. But it takes time and it takes discipline, um, like yeah. anything. And yeah. we encourage you to do it because it's fun. And if people say, well, we should be focusing on the present moment, or oh, sorry, not not the future. Sorry. Oh, that, that's okay. They do, Dogs do that all the time. I'm just saying. I was sitting here thinking, I'm waiting for a dog to bark. Oh, uh, yes. Because every time we talk about something at this level and vibration, it, it's either a dog, it's either a cat. Uh, we have one host that hosts a show with us. Their cat jumps up and is all over the headset and the computer. So there's, so I, I, I'm just saying. But, you know, here's what I want to say. Sorry, I just want to make one point. That people sure, say, go right ahead. On the present, not worry about the future. And I'm saying, no, when you look into your future you are looking into yeah. the you that sees the bigger picture the eternal you it's spirit get rid of this try I'm, we're trying to shake people away from the idea of past present and future we've got to get our understanding of time is changing that there's the eternal you that knows what's best for you and looking into your future is not denying the present at all it's enriching it it's empowering it because you're yeah. seeing likely to happen very likely to happen if you continue along a set path yeah uh, you know it's really interesting we're talking about this uh when i first went back to school i studied business and um what? and and one of the things i i was put into a class though because we all had electorists elector uh, electives i was put in a physics class and of course i hung around with physicists because i i worked at bell labs and i played table tennis and i remember arguing with the instructor and i said something that seemed so weird at the time i said there is no past and there is no present because yes. that the time it took me to say that sentence to you uh was already a projection of the future we're in right now and the the faculty member just looked at me like you're going to get an F in this class. But what I was saying is every second that we believe we're in the present, it's already passed. It's gone. Yeah. And it's exactly we what can't I've, keep up with time. I've, I've done lots of books about near death experiences and, and everyone I've spoken to who's had a near death experience. They say when they are there, it, there is no time past present and future everything's one yeah it so ties in with with what you you, you read about near-death experiences yes. and what experience when they're there it's they have a totally different understanding of time when they come back mm. um, back to this this life a totally you know transcendent mm. where is what dr mossbridge is transcendent yeah, it is. Wow, thank you so much for today. Awesome, awesome. And I hope you will talk to Gail and both of you will be able to do a show with both of you. Even if we pre-record it, I would love to do it. I'd love to do that because she's, she's very funny and uh, I tell her off and she tells me off. But it's good. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. One more time, website. How can we get the book? How can we find out more? Well, of course, it's available on Amazon, it's at Barnes & Noble, Indie Books, and www.thepremonitioncode.com. You can order it from there as well. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, one last thing, personal message. What do you want to leave us with today? I just want to leave it. Don't be frightened of your future. You Do the training on our website and start flexing that precognitive muscle, which, which is there, but it's been forgotten. Because studies show, and I'm going to back it up with science to finish, 
studies show that the more you think about the possibility of seeing the future, the more you, you, you think about precognition, the more you read about it, the more likely you are to experience it. It's like anything in life, what you put your focus, your attention on, you draw to you. Mm, I love it. Hey, I want to thank you for joining me here, Teresa. I want to thank Benny for pushing all the right buttons. And I mostly want to thank our fabulous listening audience for what they do. Thank you all so much. The preceding audio was via a Skype call.